0: To Undercommon Taste. This is
1: a podcast where we create and discuss homebrew content for tabletop RPGs. Sound in any story is as important as a character, and is as important as any other character. I'm Ian Woodworth. I'm joined by my co-host James Daly, and today we have a very special guest with us, Christian,
0: the developer behind the app My Sound Delve. Christian, welcome to Undercommon Taste. Howdy, howdy.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate being here.
0: Well, we appreciate you agreeing to come on. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So if you would, just to start off, give us a little bit about yourself and your app in case any of our listeners might be unfamiliar with your product.
2: Sure. So the name is Christian and I live in central New York. I'm the father of two and uh, my day job, I am a channel sales business to business in the healthcare sales arena. And I've been a player of D D since the first edition in the oh. early eighties and kind of took a break, came back, took a break, came back and uh, came back with a vengeance in my last stint and haven't stopped since 2003 ish. And, um, I created a mobile app for players and gu- dungeon masters or game masters and, um, i am psyched to tell you about it. Tell, tell you a little bit about my journey.
1: All right, No, that sounds great. I really like this, again, just because I can't tell you how many people I've always had. Oh, you know, I want to have atmosphere in my game and people will try to load up stuff on a laptop or whatever. And I mean, so many people have talked about doing the thing but you actually went and belled the cat so i mean well done thank you very much (laughs) Uh, yeah it
2: took me a while to talk my wife into uh, letting it
0: happen so (laughs) that is always the first step in any successful adventure is getting the spouse to agree to let you do it (laughs) we don't know anything about that so you know there are a lot of other apps out there for ambiance, things like tabletop audio, what inspired you to create a sound effects app oriented towards the players rather than purely towards the storytellers?
2: Sure. I think it has everything to do with my Dungeon Master style, in which I ask my players to participate in some of the administrative tasks that are typically in the realm of the Dungeon Master. So I don't keep track of hit points. I don't keep track of kills. I don't keep track of treasure, right? I do make sure that I've got a slot for who has what. And if something comes up, there's no retconning. Well, let's look. That was a recent treasure. Who has it? Is it on the character sheet? And then we have a cross-reference. And if it doesn't say their name, hey, guess what? They don't have it. It's in storage. So it was just kind of a natural thing for me to want my players to have a tool. I looked at a whole bunch of stuff that was in the market, you know, and Sirenscape is awesome for ambient. They've got some great sound effects. It's a really wonderful game master tool, but I wanted something more and I looked and I looked and I looked and in fact, I, like I just said, I was, you know, coming back to D&D around 2003 and, um. We were playing with Lego figurines at that time, That's and awesome. just just the map. Uh, well, it was awesome, but it wasn't enough for me. Right. So I started collecting the miniatures. I'm in sales, so every time I'd make a sale, I'd go to the local gaming store or a really awesome one in Rochester called Millennium. For anybody who knows Rochester, New York, um, Millennium's a great gaming store. And so I'd go in there and I'd buy some blister packs. And I've been collecting since then. I've never stopped. My collection's over 3,000 figurines strong. But you know what? When you collect figurines, guess what sucks next is the maps. So, yeah. <laughs> so then I started building terrain, and so that was great. We've got a 3D terrain, and I'll call out Dungeon Master Scotty. DM Scotty's just a great crafter. Cheap materials. I typically use cardboard, foam core, and craft paint.
1: Nice.
2: That's it. And it's enough to give that illusion a little bit better than just kind of the gridded map and a magic marker. But for me, that wasn't enough. Now, backstory is I would play Dungeons & Dragons during that time, 2003 to about 2010, twice a year. So for me, the motivation was like, I had no no, like, we're not taking a break. Come on, let's go. And it was like Friday through Sunday, you know, it was a real <laughs> challenge to get a full weekend in, but I got two. So I could ask my wife, could I have two weekends a year <laughs> to do this? So for me, it was about, how can I make the experience better in that limited time frame, right? Gotcha. So, so you uh, want so- to
1: maximize your, yeah, no, I totally yeah. get that. And
2: that scarcity, and oftentimes, Any invention comes out of some kind of scarcity model. And for me, that was that, right? It was, I've limited amount of time to play. How can I make it better? And so I looked for an app and I just couldn't find what I was looking for. What I wanted was something that had a decision, just like we have at the table when we roll the die, what's the anticipated result? I come up, I've got my ax or whatever, and I'm coming in, I'm going to slash. Do I hit? Do I miss? Do I fumble? Do I critical? And so that was the impetus for the initial wireframing that I put together. So in 2011, I reserved the domain name MySoundDelve. And in 2017, my wife and I created an LLC called Evening Huddle Enterprises because we huddle around in the evening, right? Yeah. And MySoundDelve was going to be one of a multitude of apps that we wanted to develop. 2020, we launched on November 13th. Friday the 13th, we launched at at a con in North Carolina called MaceCon. Awesome. Yep. So that's where it went from like very small to, you know, and again, still nothing out there does what I do. So I make sound Mm -hmm. effects in pieces, put them in the sound library, and let the player or or the game master pick and choose what action and result sounds
1: Right. And that is something I really like with your app. And again, the thing you did talk about that I love is a lot of apps, again, it's just background noise or it's one thing, but your app actually has where your players can pick, you know, did they hit, did they miss, was it a critical fail? And so they can pick. So, I mean, if you've got your players there and they have have my sound delve on their phone then I hit, they can hit that button and you get this wonderful, you know, little sound to go with it. Could you give us an example sound real quick? Just like what it, show us what hit sure. sounds like.
2: Sure. I'll use this cute little uh, Bluetooth speaker. And then the app works really, really well with Bluetooth. If you're just using your phone, it's underwhelming. But So I've got a bunch of icons. This is basically mirroring the character sheet of one of my clerics. And so let's do a mace.
1: And so this would be a mace hit. Or oh, mercy.
0: All right. And yep. yeah,
1: that's just fun. I mean, and that kind of helps build that theater of the mind. And I had mentioned before, you, especially about the time you said you got back into D&D and started considering this about 2003, a great game, Neverwinter Nights, you know, it's it's on Steam, it's on, it's on Xbox it's everywhere now. Baldur's Gate, same thing, where you had that sound selection so you could pick your character type and then their personality type, and you've got those options in there. And it reminded me of that so much. I'm like, oh, I love this. I'm going to play with all of these and kind of get my sounds all dialed in. (laughs) So I'm glad you brought that
2: up. I played the desktop version of Baldur's Gate in 2000. And I also picked up Icewind Dale Trilogy. I mean, those games were just so awesome, right? The classics, yeah their classics and i loved the idea of being able to choose a character personality now of course it was only their voice but i will tell you that i never forgot that and so i actually hired a voice actor from neverwinter nights as part i've hired 14 voice actors oh wow and the first nine i actually gave them a personality so you know You're going to be a dragonborn paladin. That's the way I want you to approach all of these particular sounds. You know, you, I want some like earthly Scottishy dwarf, right? This one's going to be a champion. This one's going to be like a desert cleric, right? And so I've got a whole bunch of phrases that are, uh, let's see, this one here. A good one. Don't worry. I'll make your death a swift one. <laughs> That's, That's Chloe awesome. Eves. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, what I wanted was similar to that video game, because I'm not a great voice actor. I did some theater work in college, but <laughs> it wasn't my voice that carried the day. So I wanted to hire a bunch so you could choose a personality. And, you know, another thing that I have disliked, if you will, about our game, D&D, is the verbal component. We've had the verbal component since its inception for about 99% of the spells, but very, very few actually do it at the table. This app allows somebody to either record their own voice as verbal components and couple it with a spell, and I've got over 200 spells in there, or choose one of the voice actors. So I've got over 700 verbal components all tied to specific voice actors.
1: That's an awesome idea. I think one thing that could be fun, like if you wanted to like just throw tons of money at something, it'd be fun. It's what is it? A cameo. I see the ads on Facebook all the time where you can actually get the actors to go and do, you know, they'll record you a little like happy birthday note or something. Just uh-huh. tell them, Hey, give me some spells here so in cast and to have them. You know, that would be a lot of fun.
2: That is actually one of my ultimate, ultimate goals um, oh, is, awesome. to, is to gamify the app itself so that once you've created a number of scenarios, if you've re- recorded a whole bunch of things, you unlock medals. And one okay. of the things that you would get with that would be something that unlocks only for somebody who, who unlocks that element.
1: Okay. And perfect. so I,
2: you know, I would love to have some celebrities do some voice stuff, but it's only unlockable. It's not in the main library. It is just something that's embedded in the app, praising people who are actually using it and optimizing it.
1: I love that, and that jumps so I was going to ask if because again we're all creators, we're all DMs, we all do our things. There's going to be Easter eggs hiding everywhere. I was going to ask if you, you kind of snuck any Easter eggs in or if there was anything to kind of look for. There was like that one thing that you got that you love that you always chuckle when you hear because it it's you just kind of like, ah, it snuck that one in. <laughs> I do
2: have one. Actually, I've got a number of them. So I've got one as a cursed sword. It's a free sound. So my sound delve... We offer 100 free sounds. I don't make you watch a video. Like, you can download it, and you can play those 100 sounds to your heart's content. And then there's a subscription that unlocks all almost 3,000 sounds. It unlocks the ability to customize, which is in-app record, as well as import unlimited. And I know we're going to get to that question in a little bit here. But this particular sound, it's just listed as a curse, but you'll hear it, and you'll love it. Somebody, uh, Sam Cummerford has a shitty idea on Twitter and one of his shitty ideas was a fart sword. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God, I've got to create that. So, but rather than calling it a fart sword, I call it a, um, cursed sword one. So very nice. Yeah, that's Sort of stinking cloud, right? <laughs> exactly. I've got two stinking clouds. One has a fart. One doesn't. So that's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, what sort of process do you go through for picking out your components for your different sound effects, your foley stuff, anything that isn't just pure voices?
2: That's a great question. But before I do that, I just want to play one more Easter egg. Some of okay. some <laughs> of the listeners, some of the listeners will get this one.
1: Leroy Jenkins. Yes, <laughs> we, we
2: got a love Leroy. We Leroy- got to love Leroy Jenkins. Right. But I'm calling, I don't call it Leroy Jenkins in the app. It's called Raid Battle Cry.
1: Nice, right? Leroy and Boo are like the two male voice, you know, warriors. That that yeah, the eyes, Boo, go for the eyes. Yeah, I love it. Right.
2: (laughs) But in terms of how do I choose, I'm think about what I've done as a player and what I've done as a game master. So when I started, my goal was to have a thousand sounds, and I started in 2020. We started the app build June 1st. We had a working prototype August 31st. I knew I was launching in November and I hired the voice actors in October. So it was like this massive crunch. I got migraine headaches for all the editing that I was doing. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about with oh, yeah. editing, right? <laughs> so that, that, I, um, that, that thankfully falls fully in Ian's lap, and I went one, two, three, not it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So that was some craziness. But since then, I've done thematic sound releases, and some were Ginormous. So, you know, for instance, the disability inclusion sounds was 171 sounds for just one month. And the combat wheelchair had come out last year and there was a lot of hype around it. And it got me thinking about how people play and just because i play one particular style doesn't mean, you know, anything. Right. It just means that it's one particular style or one particular group of characters that i play or even dungeon master. So i, I tried to broaden my perspective and so i had hired a inclusivity consultant, Jen Kretschmer, and we had a couple of conversations and she's disabled herself and she put together a directory of disabled artists. So I hired four voice actors that are disabled and an artist for that particular theme. And so I've got cyber skates and I've got hover skates. I've got electronic wheelchairs and regular wheelchairs, slams and stuff. And so every October, I'm going to do some homage to that particular group to create more inclusivity sounds for disabled combatants, wizards and druids and you know all that kind of thing. That's so awesome. yeah, I've got a lot of different themes like this past month it started. And so I release every, I try the first Friday of every month is my new theme release. Gotcha. April happened to start on April Fool's Day. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, this is awesome. I can totally do a comedy And what was great about a comedy is it allowed me to scatter shot stuff around. So I've got like dizzying sounds. So I... (laughs) <laughs> you know, um it's a lot of fun. I put like a ray of excitement, so you hear this woman like orgasm, you know, just <laughs> you know, almost like an Easter egg. But our game gets so serious sometimes, but you're laughing and you're laughing, and it's all about fellowship. And fellowship Absolutely. has this humorous element to it. So I was really thrilled to be able to just hunker down and focus on some comedic sound. So I called a comedic release. Next month is Jurassic Echoes. And while dinosaurs may not be used in every session, they're cool yeah, and they sound a hell of a lot like dragons. So sure. I actually can meta tag behind the sound effect and put a bunch of keywords to it. So for instance, the sword, do you know how many right. kinds of sword names there are?
1: Oh yeah, there's tons.
2: It's unbelievable. And I just use blade as my name, but behind the scenes, I've got like 15 different international words That means sword. And so if you type that in as you're looking for it, all the blades uh, will come up. Yeah. So I could do the same for spells. I could do the same for other things. So if you're trying to find something, I want to make it as easy for you to find it in the gallery because scrolling through three thousand names it can be is a lot. ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, you talked about the dinosaurs too, and I mean, again, there's not a lot of dinosaurs in the game really, but you know, parents or folks that want to get their kids kind of in the game and still incorporate them, you could totally run basically like a Jurassic Park adventure because you can stat out dinosaurs, super easy. You've got your sounds. That's a great way to pull people in.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. On Twitter at world of cord she had made some comment about an exploding volcano and that that inspired me i'm like oh Oh. do you mind if i make that sound and she's (laughs) like sure
1: right so i totally did and put it in the app (laughs) Nice, yeah and so you've got these updates and again you do have your free version of the app which again there's a nice chunk of sounds you can use baseline free now if we were to go and pay for the app do we pay for each of these like a dlc update or do we get it as it rolls out
2: (sighs) All right. <laughs> the monetization of a creation, at least for me, was a challenge. My initial thought was the easiest thing would be to sell sounds as sound packs. Right. right. So it's going to be, you know, grouping of sound styles or whatever. Oh, I play a wizard, so I want levels, you know, trip through three. Here we go. But the more I got through that, I was like, man, that's really complicated and kind of annoying and made me piss people off. (laughs) So I basically have two versions, the free and the paid. And the paid version is you can join monthly, you can prepay six months, or you can prepay 12 months. So it's essentially $5 to $4 or $3 per month. And what happens is if you subscribe, then you get all of the content, you get all the features, everything unlocks, and any future development that I do will just go to anybody who subscribed. Again, free or paid. That's awesome. it. I, I, just very, very easy, very simple. And the fact that you're subscribing and you're paying some money every single month, I wanted the price tag lower than a rule book. That was my like, it's got to be a, cheaper than a rule book. That's a fair so, standard. Yeah. Right.
1: And like you said, you're putting out these updates constantly. So it's not like you're just getting one thing and it's going to get stale. It's constantly updating. It's constantly refreshing. So I really like that about the app as well. Thanks.
0: And, I, and I had the pleasure of playing in a game that you ran, a Starfinder game And while the game itself had a couple of hiccups that (laughs) that we ended up having to work through, it was a lot of fun. And I got to get in and actually put my hands on the app and play with it and set up a whole bunch of stuff for my characters. And it was fun because not only did you have that, this is the sounds for this thing. And, you know, you get to go through and say, okay, what's the funniest critical failure thing that I can (laughs) find for this one? But at the end, it becomes an extension of the character. Absolutely. And it's so intuitive to use. That's one of the things that I really like about it is it's very intuitive to use. You just, there are very specific categories and you just put in very clearly prompted numbers and it's all set up. I think I made two characters. Granted, they only had about four or five abilities each, but I made up two characters in 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you take your character sheet, All the stats are there. Yeah. And so all you're doing is transferring that, or you pick up the monster manual, or you've got a module, and you're just matching that. And one of the great things I think about it is, so these are a bunch of scenarios that I have in my phone, but this one is one of my Starfinder, and underneath that are more sounds. And then if you click on a character, which all I do is take a picture (laughs) of the figurine and... Underneath that are things that she can do.
1: Yeah, the app is really easy. I mean, while there's a lot there, it is very intuitive. So it's very easy to figure things out. I also love the fact that you've made it so where if there's not the exact sound I want, I can record or import my own sound and plug it in. And again, that just gives me more, more flexibility. I'm trying to think of a word. I'm blanking on the word, but um, personalization, more, personalization, not quite personalization, but that's close enough. Agency, authority, autonomy, like yourself anyway, but yeah, personalization. I'll remember the word like 15 minutes from now, but yeah, it lets me personalize and move and change. So I can, if I want my character to have a set action, I can find that, you know, and plug that into my character. And so now I've got the same voice going through everything, or I've got the same, you know, type of pun going through everything or sound or backgrounds. And so just if you want it, you bring it to the table. Yeah.
0: So do you happen to have a favorite sound effect in the library?
2: You prompted me for that. (laughs) I I think that Leroy Jenkins is pretty damn awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'd have to say that one of my favorite spells, and I couldn't name it that because of copyright, Copyright. but it's (laughs) that. But it's in there. You know, it's the Hammer of Hadar. And if you read the description, it's like you called from the darkest energies down and like these slithering tentacles, you know, with making sucking sounds. And I'm like, they've mentioned the word sounds? Okay, that's great. So, of course, I had to make, it's called Dark Matter Sphere in the app. Mm.
1: I love it. And it sounds so juicy. I love it.
2: <laughs> exactly. You've got that juiciness. And then I had a really, really fun time making slods. I've never actually played with a slud eye but I'm like, okay, these are like frog-like, toad-like humanoids. How would they sound? They're right? beings of pure um,
0: chaos. They're wonderful.
2: Yes, with who? <laughs> well, so here is a slot eye bite action sound. And then I'm going to pair it with a success sound. Here we go. Bite. <laughs> so a lot of creatures can be used as characters yes or a druid can shapeshift and if they've taken the well, i'm a huge three five guy so i'm only new to five e since november of last year Okay. And so, not everything I'm, I'm saying right now may translate exactly, but a druid in 3 5 could take a special feat and be able to cast verbally in animal form. But normally, right. without that, they couldn't. So, for lycanthropes, I had put together verbal components for spell casting, and I did the same thing for slidai. And so, here is a slidai casting an enchantment spell.
0: Uh, <coughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> I had such a fun time making these. Here's an illusion spell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, 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 yeah,
2: no, I took all these burp sounds and I just kind of you <laughs> know, like layered them together because that's what a slut eye would sound like. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. (laughs) And then the lycanthrope was similar. And then in February, I made a sound effect theme, which included an insectoid alien and what I called a warble alien. And that warble was very much like a sea lion. (laughs) Right? And so some of these things are fun. It's like my nighttime hobby of making things. And I've got a list all the way out to December of 2023 of specific themes that I want to release. So if something moves me or I'm listening to a sound as I'm collecting sounds, because I use two sound houses and I'm like, oh, that would be great for nature's wisdom sound, right? Because that's going to be very Druid focused sounds. I'll make it and I'll throw it in there. So I've got a bunch of sounds. I've got one next year called Elemental Vim. And so Elemental Sounds. As I'm making things and I get inspired by whatever, I'll make it and I'll throw it in that
1: folder and I'm
0: good for the future.
1: That's great. I love that you have plans for this continual updating and refreshing of the app. So that makes it, again, very, very fresh.
0: All right, so speaking of the future of the app, are there some features that you're wanting to incorporate Into the app that haven't made it in yet, either because you haven't quite figured out how they're going to work or because of resource restrictions or what have you? Sure. I have a
2: very long roadmap, and the only limitation is resources, money. Gotcha. I've got a great development team. We've talked about a lot of different things outside of that initial MVP. So, for instance, and you'll love this, I think, because I think it's a cool story. Initially, my tagline was not express your character. That came after about a year of tweeting. Originally, it was your new way to roll. So my old dungeon master plays with his nephew and his nephew's friends, and they're about 15 years old. And Mike's like, hey, you know, Christian built an app for Dungeons and Dragons. Let's play it. And while they liked it, they didn't use it. And I'm Mike, why aren't they using it? They know me. Like, of all people that play (laughs) DD, like, somebody you know would be the ones who play. And he's like, Well, Christian, they love their dice. They've got like different dice sets for different things that their character can do. And I'm forcing somebody to use the electronic die roll that's built into the app. Again, because you need a decision, this is the delineation between success and failure, it's the die number. And so. I ended up having to make, um, with the developers, what I refer to as a swift roll bar, which is this on the bottom. So it's the success, fail, critical, or fumble. And then here's the auto die roller that's in there. So you can roll your physical die, resolve it, and then play with success or failure. And after a couple of rolls, you know what number is successful. Not everybody DMs like me. I would say, Ian, you need a 15 for success. So you would just put 15 in the app, or you'd roll your die. You know the number. And boom, play the right sound. Okay. So I had to build that out because I wanted these 15-year-olds and people like those 15-year-olds who are dice goblins to be able to enjoy the app as well. So I had to change the tagline, which is actually more broad and double entendre anyway. So (laughs) Express Your Character works very, very well.
1: Yeah, it does. I I like
2: that. I'm going to have a third way to roll, and that is pixel. Pixel Bluetooth dice are coming to the market. They did a Kickstarter last year and there were some delays because chip shortages and whatnot, right? COVID, a bunch of other reasons. So I'm actually going to have Bluetooth dice. They've got an open API and we're building to that later this year so that first quarter next year, we will have a Bluetooth dice that you can physically roll and it will activate the correct sound. Now, again, you will need to put in the number to delineate whether it's successful or failure. But for me, that's like the golden grail.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds awesome.
2: So that's something that I'm going to build to. A lot of people ask me, do you have a web version? Do you have a desktop version? And I'd love to say yes but I spent all my money <laughs> on the two mobile versions. So I need to grow my subscriber base gotcha. so that it actually breaks even. So right. I've not yet been able to break even with this project, which is fine. A lot of businesses don't break even, you know, the first couple of years. And that's totally cool, but I'd like to. My wife oh, yeah, would really love me too. <laughs> um, so please subscribe
0: uh, if you're listening. We would really me. like to break even on, a, <laughs> on our <Yeah>. end too.
2: <laughs> but I've got a web version. Coming at some point. So, like I said, I've got a long roadmap. Gamification, I had mentioned, but the first thing that's probably going to happen is a new user interface. And that new user interface is actually going to take that swift roll bar that's on the bottom of the scenario. The scenario is going to be hidden, and in the front of that is going to be an exploded swift roll bar. So, the icons will be bigger for hit, miss, whatever. As you're building your scenario in this future user interface, you'll be able to choose multiple actions, multiple hits, multiple misses, multiple whatever, and it will randomize. So you as a player won't even know the exact combination of sounds that will come out of the phone. There will be some randomization. So that's going to be important to me as something that we build.
1: No, I love that. That sounds great. Now, again, you talked about you made this LLC, you made the one app, and you specifically said I made the one app. So it sounds like you've got something waiting in the wings as well.
2: Um, I have a number of URLs reserved. So I've got my gaming threads. For clothing.
0: Okay.
2: I've got my incantation because I want to play off of that recording capability of recording your voice and emulate some different sound effects built into it. Awesome. That's one. And then I also have another one called my emerging terrain. And what I want to do there is once I'm really successful, <laughs> I actually want to work with NGOs, in uh, emerging countries, because there's cardboard and craft paint, people could make super easy crafting, but not everybody has the time or whatever. Right. And so, what I'd love to do is have a kind of a marketplace where you can say, I'd like this kind of dungeon, this kind of map, this kind of terrain, or whatever. Uh oh.
1: Uh oh. Oh, no, we lost Chris. So, we're going to
0: oh, wait. He- he's back. coming back. He's coming back. Yay.
2: <laughs> Talk about emerging terrain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, okay. There you are, are. <laughs> All
2: Crisis <right>. averted. <laughs> <laughs> so, those are some other ideas that I have for apps.
1: Awesome. No, those sound great.
0: So, is there any plan down the road to try and integrate the app into one of the many virtual tabletop programs like Roll Twenty or Fantasy Grounds? Well, or at least again, to try I, to, I, because I do realize that that does require a certain bit of buy-in from the other half. Oh, right. So. I will tell
2: you, um, I've spoken with three smaller ones. And the issue is that I have an interface. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not just sound effects. Right. Okay. There's a bunch of apps out there that have fun sound effects. I mean, there was one my son loved. He would just like play, you know, all these different <laughs> sounds in the shopping cart as we're going through the store. But most sound effects are start to finish. It's one thing. Right. Mine are a piece. And you need an interface to make the actual sound effect. Right. So for me, I'd have to re-engineer all of my sounds to add an action and hit together. Okay. Action and miss together. And then put them all together for that. Okay. So anyway, so I've spoken with three and none have solidified to anything. I'm not going to go to the big players for a couple of reasons. A, I'm way too small but B, they might love what I am doing and want to buy me. And I'm just not interested in selling. This is my little baby, my passion project. I'm just not there yet. I'm liking the building of the community. I'm really liking seeing it from its ground level to trajectory. Now, fast forward five years, I might be burnt out. I might be like, oh, I hate sound effects. They suck, right? (laughs) But I'm not there yet. So I would be amenable to it. I just don't have the resources to do it myself. But if anybody's out there and know, I reached out to somebody on Twitter who said that they know how to program for VTTs. I'm like, awesome. Hey, let's collaborate. Let's do something together. And he comes back and he's like, oh no, Roll20 sucks with sounds. Oh,
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, and that's one thing that a lot of people if you're not on the production end of things, your one person might be two people. And if you're making, you know, being an Apple app and an Android app, and then trying to convert over to PC, or Mac, then and you're dealing with different code and different things. And so it is a lot of work just to transfer something over. So yeah, sometimes you need a whole crew behind you to do something that would seem Oh, yeah, just throw it over. And it, it doesn't just jump over. So yeah, no, I understand there's a lot of effort even in shifting and adjusting as you have been. So yeah. like I said, the amount of work you've put into this is actually very inspiring.
2: Thanks. I mean, I, I love to look at my analytics and see the downloads. There's, you know, Every day there's people that are downloading. That's great. I've got close to 20% conversion rate to a subscriber. I'd love to see that increase. But right now it's really marketing for right. me. I've got a product. I add to it. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I know what I am. I know what I'm doing. I just need to get the word out and spread the word out. Absolutely. I did hire a marketing firm, and so we've got a new icon, and awesome. so we've got a die roll.
0: Yeah, I noticed recently that the icon <laughs> changed.
2: Yeah, so I'm calling him. It. I guess it's a gender because a die. What is a die? There's right. no body parts to a die, so it's a gender. So I call it crimble, critical, fumble, mash, right? Gotcha. And of course, because it's a die roll, it's got horns because all dice are tricksters. Of course, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely
0: yeah last question that i have on my list this may be digging a little bit into that backlog and it may be asking you to show some some cards that you're not really ready to show yet but is there a particular genre that you are really itching to just make a sound pack for Uh, whether it is a new genre that isn't in the app yet or an expansion of a genre that actually already is
2: that is a wonderful question and if you had asked me that question about five months ago i probably would have said cthulhu okay and then however, it five
0: months ago so yeah.
2: however i have broken down i prepared this so i've got jurassic echoes again kind of dinosaur focused my next month in june is going to be gadgets and shadows Nice. So that's illusory and artificer. So, you know, nice. and like gnomes putting gadgets yeah. together and, yes. you know, get your gear sounds. Get some and artificers mechanics. out there, yeah. Get, get some steampunk
0: yeah. in there, yeah. Yes. Well, originally that
2: month was going to be called Steamy Illusions. Uh-huh. But Oh my. Uh, I know, that sounds really (laughs) sexy. (laughs) So I didn't want to lead anybody on, you know, with that. So gadgets and shadows, and then I'm doing feet and fists. So I'm going to do a whole thing for like monks and unarmed combat, uh, because I'm kind of light on that, I believe. Then I'm going to spend a month doing classical beasts. So that whole Greek mythology, you know, the, oh, the you know, things that. that are in the labyrinth. I don't I don't have a Medusa. I do have a Minotaur, but I really want to do some of those classic beasts. Nature's Wisdom, a focus on the Druid Disability Inclusion Part 2, Suspense and the Macabre for Ooh. October. Yeah, That'd cause be you great need for whole...
1: Strixhaven or Strahd.
2: So rather than focus on like Cthulhu, like what is that? I think I'm going to be able to hit that by having a wide variety of sounds. And then technological items, because I'm a huge Starfinder fan and I just love the idea of technology.
1: Yes. In well, they fact, just released. As,
2: our, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go tell me. Yeah, I was going to say, they
1: just released, uh, they announced uh, Starjammer's coming out. So that's yes. that. Yeah. Spelljammer so is
0: confirmed. Yeah.
2: Awesome. Well, that's great. Yes. I've got a ton of sounds for Spelljammer and weapons. I mean, I've got frozen weapons, sonic weapons. Laser you know, weapons. I'm, laser,
1: exactly. Yeah. Multiple lasers. So for your frozen weapons, if you fumbled, you just have, you know, whoever else is singing, let it go. Just, can we make <laughs> that a thing? You know um, what? I actually like that a lot. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Yeah, please. Yeah, go ahead. To, that's a freebie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The problem is when something like this happens in the ether, I want to make it a free sound. Okay. So that might have to be a free sound. <laughs> but for my fumble sounds, in, I've got weapon uh, energy flub, nice. energy weapon error, and energy weapon glitch. I love those. Right. So, and then at Christmas time, I'm going to do like I did last year. I made a huge sound pack. It was like 65 sounds. And they're very Christmassy, very Yule tidy themed, like Santa with a candy cane maul. Uh, and that's because I played with 19 Hits the Dragon. Yeah. And that was yeah. what he had for his Santa in the adventure. So I made a bunch of sounds for that. So you've got like elves, like throwing spoons at you, right? Like a frying pan and all sorts of stuff. And I made that free for everybody. So in addition to your 100, you got 65 for free for the Christmas season. So a lot of chimes and stuff like that. So new spells and Yuletide flavor, totally for free, just as a gift, but for six weeks. And then I pulled okay. it back with the next release that came out. So I won't share my 2023, <laughs> but I've got a whole a big list of
0: I love stuff it. that's coming. Excellent.
1: James, have you got anything else? No, I got to ask all my questions thankfully so.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I could I keep I coming up with too random long-winded.
0: stuff. But... I could no, talk for hours yeah. so... No, you're fine. James was the one that wasn't letting me get a word in sideways. Sorry. <laughs> tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to take over on this next part though. Oh um, yeah, because you. one of the things that we really enjoy doing with our guests is the monster mashup where we roll some dice on our random generator table and come up with a monster on the fly so christian if you are ready and willing let's get some dice out and get started okay
1: okay kind? you'll need one of each oh he's bringing out (laughs) he's bringing out the whole you know the the art yes yes all right so we're gonna
0: start off with a d4 roll for its locomotion
2: they're the hardest ones to find when they when they leave. When they, they
1: leave. Got it. D4s your magic missiles. You want me to roll first? Yeah.
0: Four. Four. It swims. Okay. It's been a hot minute since we've had a swimming one. Yeah. We've had lots of burrowing ones lately. Like burrowing, that. yeah. Next is going to be a D6
2: for what does it eat? Got it. I use my daughter's dye, the pink one. Okay.
0: Six. Six. It eats carrion. Ooh, nice. Okay, rotten yeah. meat. So it's swimming and eating carrion. Um, next up Ooh, is going tr- to be a d8 roll for size. A d8 roll for size. Five. Five. It is large. Of course okay. it is.
1: So I'm thinking something maybe like along the lines of a Nessie, but that kind of eats. Okay. Maybe things that wash up, or maybe even uh, bottom feeds it a little bit. Giant catfish.
0: Yeah, a, kind of along those a, lines. a big carp yeah. or something like, yeah. a, a, like a caiman or a crocodile or yeah. something along those lines, maybe. Because it is large. Right. So it's somewhere in that 10, 15 foot range. Yeah, like I said, a so, catfish can get... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so some of those catfish get honking huge. Yes. Yeah. All right. Next is going to be another D8 roll for social organization. Two. Two. All right. pair. So okay. it, it is a mating pair.
1: Okay. So again, we can do fish, we can do reptiles, amphibians would actually work fairly well as well. Ooh, giant salamanders. Slide. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There is a large one, I think. I've got a
0: green one that's pretty big. Yeah, I think the green is large. Yeah. Most of them are medium, though, I think, typically. All right, yeah. this is going to inform greatly what we come up with. Next is a D10 roll for native environment.
2: D10. Native environment.
0: Six. Six. Okay, that's going to be interesting. Grasslands. <laughs> so this well, is sounds a- more amphibious th- than yeah. It's going right? to be
1: amphibious. It's probably going to be in ponds and rivers. Yes,
0: this is an oasis critter.
1: Yeah, or freshwater. Yeah, absolutely freshwater. OK, well, an oasis is typically freshwater. Typically freshwater. Yeah. yeah,
0: this is going to be living in the watering
1: hole. Right. And, and so, again, amphibious does give you a bit of, of flexibility as well. I but...
0: like I like the concept of having something amphibious because then we can play into the whole natural wet season, dry season. Yes. So when the dry season, when the watering hole dries up, then it buries itself down in the mud and it cakes over. And then whenever it starts okay. raining again, it comes back out
1: right slurs it's, its heartbeat down buries itself in the yeah. tavern and just drinks like a fish <laughs> <laughs> nice okay yeah i'm liking where we're going
0: so far next it's working. yeah next is a d12 roll for method d12. of defense the d12 12 12, 12. pseudopod slash tentacle yes yeah, i okay. love tentacle
1: <laughs> so yeah i'm still feeling the amphibious wet season dry season thing it, it, it's yeah it's feeling good
0: and just thinking out loud here so with like a newt or a salamander one of the ones that has the flare the fringe oh yes
2: and like a hush puppy and like, or mud puppy i mean and, and mud like
0: puppy the ones that have actually like the individual frond okay but the individual like fronds it, are independent tentacles that it can use like to grab the, things like the axolotl yeah yeah, okay. axolotl. like an axolotl, yeah. it can use the tentacles on its fringe to actually reach out and grab the carrion and attach itself to the carrion so that it can feed.
1: Okay, bear with me real quick. Okay. Maybe it's distantly related to a beholder instead of eye stalks or just stalks.
0: I can see that because... Beholders- but is large. And and because beholders do like to do that sort of genetic experimentation, right? Yeah. So this could literally be like a beholder newt. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Behold the newt. <laughs> yeah. I got better. <laughs> Eric over at Goblin's Corner would approve of that, I think. <laughs> they came up with the Beholder Shark. Yes. Not not too long ago.
2: I just released a Shark Tornado, a Shark NATO sound effect. That was, awesome. That was from, Very that nice. That was also a Twitter ether thing gotcha uh
0: next up is a d20 roll for quirks 18 18 this can play into the whole beholder genetic experiment thing volatile hybrids capable of reproducing with different but similar species
1: yeah no i like it especially if it's next to the tavern where it's drinking during the dry season and you've always got you know the half elf bard i'm just Throwing that out there as an option.
0: <laughs> you and bards, man.
1: Uh, it happens.
0: Yeah, I'm really liking that because then... It gives it that malleability. Different but similar. To me, going off of just anatomical body build, that would include things like crocodiles. Yeah. That would include giant serpents. That would include other large amphibious creatures. So if you had like giant toads.
1: Right. Maybe the frill is the dominant trait that comes through. So you could have the crocodile with the frill or the giant toads <laughs> yeah. with the tentacle frill. Oh, There, there, um, you know, there is a monster.
0: Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. But there is a monster that's basically a crocodile that has the tentacles that come off the sides of its mouth.
1: Awesome. Imagine that with a basilisk. Ooh.
0: Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. So now we make it weird. I like weird. So now I need a D100 roll, please. A D100 roll. Coming right up. 60. 60. So I'm also going to need a D8 because it is bioluminescent. Ooh. And this is going to determine the color. It's a hippie fish. Right?
2: Four. Four. Four green that makes sense grassland
1: i like this remember and i believe it was two towers lord of the rings where Frodo's walking through the swamp lights, and he had the swamp lights, and Gollum tells him not to look at the lights. Maybe that's the kind of a thing. It's an attraction, especially at night, to draw stuff in. Now, granted, it mostly feeds on carrion, as we determined, but I could still see that as a...
0: That doesn't mean that it doesn't bring things in and drown them.
1: Yes. And then let them to start festering so that it can feed. Perfect, yeah. Because
0: creatures like black dragons do that.
1: Yes. Nope. That is perfect. And I'm thinking get, again, we just did color spray with our, uh, with my, Yeah. Yes. Um, it was with so John I mean, that, from Tale of the Manticore. Yeah. Right. But that fits with that as well. Kind of using mm-hmm. those lights to days and okay. Yeah. Insta that, rave, especially at the tavern, you know, just kind of like,
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So because we love chaos, James, do you want to roll or do you want me to roll? Go ahead and roll that one. I don't all have right. my dice ready right now. So because we do this one twice yes uh so we've got a three okay
1: what is three three is mimics the face of its last victim oh i love that maybe on one of the stalks or tentacles kind of definitely and again it gives that whole mutable morphable nature of this thing because again it's not very oh i can
0: totally see these being the origin of ghost stories Yes, absolutely. Because it'll lure someone into the water and it drowns them. And then because it can like take the tentacles and like lay it over its face. Okay. And use that to approximate the visage of the last
1: creature that it killed. So like a lot of drowned lady stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I could see that. No, I love that. Then the (laughs) next time
0: somebody goes by the pond, this thing is lit up green it's got that bioluminescent glow going on, and it's got the face. And they're like, yeah, oh, no, I, I sp- saw the face in the pond.
1: I love that. I do need to ask for, and again, this is completely up to Ian, but because again, we made this thing distant related to beholders. Can we do a 2d8 roll to determine intelligence? Just because I, I got to know. I want to know if this thing's bestial or if it's intelligent, or I, I just kind of.
0: Hey, if you want to roll a d8, and I'll roll a d8, and we'll add them together. Got it. All right. i got a six three so nine So nine that's average human intelligence slightly below yeah. average human intelligence yeah okay.
1: no, and again that fits for the whole ghostly thing it's clever enough that it can plot to draw people and no i like it yeah i just had to know the intelligence of this thing just because i needed yeah. to know if it was bestial or, or if it was tricksy or yeah no i like that one
0: all right so let's recap what we got okay it swims it feeds on carrion it is large in size they are mating pairs Which is something that we didn't really address, because that means with an intelligence of nine, they're able to coordinate. Yes. So they have enough intelligence to be able to coordinate and plot. Right, exactly. They live in grasslands. We specifically said like oases or watering holes. Um, They have pseudopods slash tentacles on the frills around their necks. They are volatile hybrids, which means that they can reproduce with other similar but different species, they are bioluminescent and glow green, and they are capable of mimicking the face of their last victim. So the question now is, what do we call it?
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think. I like the idea that these things are ghost lore, kind of like a banshee or like I said, like the drowned woman type thing. Drowners are kind of already taken by the Witcher series.
0: What about something like a False Spectre?
1: Yeah, that would be a great name for them. Something along the line of Will O Wisp, but I do like False Spectre. I think that sounds fairly solid.
0: Or False Phantom, maybe. Yeah. Get a little bit of alliteration in there.
1: I wish I knew. There's specific names for water ghosts, and I just can't think of any of them right now. Uh, I do like False Spectre. Christian, you got any ideas? (laughs) How about a a nymph? (laughs) Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it does have a bit of that. It's living in the water. Yeah. It's got that sort of body type. That's sort of what we settled on. Right. That roughly
1: amphibious slash
0: reptilian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with nymph. I'm trying to think like a soggy or something water, but no nymph and nymphs have that whole, you know, that allure that
0: call you in. Yeah.
1: No, I like it. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, that was fun. Excuse me.
1: (laughs) See, he's even excited. (laughs) Yeah, so excited.
2: (laughs) And and I just made a sound for the nymph. Okay. Okay.
0: What do we got? All right.
2: I'm going to run through success, fail, critical, fumble. Okay. Okay. I'm going to run through all all four. Slapped, grabbed you, took you down under the wall. I like it. Failure. I missed, Jeff. Critical.
1: Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> that one's satisfying.
2: Yeah, fumble.
1: Oh <laughs> no, I love those. Great.
0: <laughs> Too bad. So sad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last thing we like to ask our guests to do is give a shout out to someone else in the community a podcaster, content creator, artist, musician, whoever inspires you or you feel deserves a little more recognition. So who would you like to give shout outs to today? Sure, I've got
2: three. That's fine. Josh at Lone Colossus on Twitter. He's got a Kickstarter coming out called Injuries and Vile Deeds. And he and I actually are pairing up. And so I'm going to make some sound effects for his Kickstarter supporters. And they can use them in the app. They can use them wherever they want, but it's basically a bunch of charts. And so it adds to the criticality of an attack. So you've got, you know, you're winded or, you know, you're limping or whatever. It's a pretty cool little system that he's got going. I don't, I don't mean little like bad, but it's a nice system that he's got going. Second is Scald of Scald of Shenanigans. And she had put together a bunch of books on traps. And so she's got a Ko-Fi and they're pay as you want. I bought them all, and I'm incorporating some of them into the sound gallery, some of which I'm converting a trap into a skill check. So okay. not only do I have weapons, encounters, and spells, whatever, a little bit of background noise, but I'm getting into some skill checks as well. Awesome. Uh, in fact, I just had one that I think is worthy, if you don't mind, because you asked me my favorite sounds. I know I keep coming back to sounds, but that's that's <laughs> It's, it's my what shit. you do. Yeah, I it's, yeah,
0: it's, it. it's what st- you do. <laughs> How how dare you come on here to talk about your sound effect app and play sound effects. <laughs> for shame, sir. For shame.
2: So, you know how you do have to do a knowledge check? Yeah. You know, like, do you know that? And so I was like, knowledge check, <gasps> a failure. That's a brain fart, isn't it? That's a brain yeah. fart, you know. So so for my April sound effect, I did put together a brain fart sound. So,
1: Yeah, you go. no, I've, that was I have I have lived that feeling before,
2: <laughs> right? That was a negative skill check for knowledge. You don't know that, right? Uh, and then lastly, Jason Charles Miller, one of our voice actors. He's male number one and male number five. He played two parts, and he is just an amazing artist. He's got a fresh album out on um, Spotify. Jason Charles Miller on Twitter is Jason C. Miller. Awesome. Great guy. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays he plays on Twitch. And when I'm not engrossed in making sounds, I'm doing marketing stuff, I'll listen and really enjoy it. So I'm sharing the love with those folks out there who like it. It's rock, country, kind of hybrid um stuff. But he's huge into D D, so he's got songs about kobolds, right? Yay. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. Yeah. It's really fun.
0: All right. And last but not least. We're going to give you a few minutes to plug yourself, where we can find you, where we can find your app, and how we can get in touch with you if we want.
2: Awesome. Super easy. My Sound Delve. On the App Store, on Google Play, on Twitter, on Facebook, Insta. It's just My Sound Delve. Search for it. My email is mysounddelve at gmail.com. Nice and and simple. I like it. I take suggestions for sounds. Perfect. Excellent.
0: And so if you have something that you really want, get in touch, you might get it.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. Well, Christian, thank you so very much for coming on and joining us today on Undercomment Days.
1: Yes. Thank you. It's been a huge amount of fun. One
2: last thing. At the end of the month, I'm going to RavenCon and Terry Brooks will be there signing books. And I have three free tickets. I'm a sponsor. I only need one. I've got three extra tickets. It's in Richmond, Virginia. And if you would like me to mail you some, you have three tickets to go. Just reach out to me, that at dot Awesome.
0: And they're yours. Score. Excellent.
2: Right. I'm actually going to be running the same Starfinder one shot that we did, Ian. Okay. Oh, that'll I'm be running, a lot. I'm going to run it twice.
0: That was a really fun game, too. So Cool. All right. Thank you for joining us. If you have any comments, suggestions, or ideas, please send us an email undercommon taste at gmail.com or send us a direct message through our Twitter account at UCT Homebrew. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter. Nope, where I needed Twitter. Uh, TikTok. TikTok's the one I was looking for. And YouTube. The tea one. Yeah, the other T1. There's so many T1s uh, all at common taste. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash undercommontaste. That's where we put all of our write-ups. That's where we're going to be putting the Croc and Nymph write-up once I get a chance to write it up. Most of our content is free. Some of it is for patrons only. And that is available to all patrons of all pledge levels. So if you want to help support the channel financially, please consider going and becoming a patron. And finally, we are also on Discord. We'd love to chat with you. You can find a link to our Discord in the show notes.
1: If this is your first time finding us, thank you for finding us. Welcome. Again, you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcasts. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just, again, search under Common Taste. As always, please give us a rate and review. This helps increase our visibility and lets us know what you want to hear more of.
0: Please join us next week. We are going to be going into some of my homebrew work on the Ranger class. I've been playing with it for a long time, and I've fiddled with some things to try and make it feel a little better. To play a ranger. And also, I'm going to be unveiling my complete rework to bring in my favorite class variant from 3rd Edition, the Urban Ranger.
1: Yes, very much. So join us next
0: week, and we'll be happy to present that. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Stay safe, and we'll see you again next week. Happy gaming. Thank you for listening to another episode of Undercommon Taste. You can find links to all of our social media accounts, Twitter... Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, as well as our Patreon and Discord channel in the show notes. Our theme song is Massacre Anne, written and performed by Mary Crowell and used with permission. You can find more of her work at marycrowell.bandcamp.com or on Patreon at patreon.com slash drmaryccrowell. Our logo was illustrated by David Sutherland. You can find him on Instagram at willx underscore 73 or on DeviantArt at DeviantArt.com slash David Sutherland. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe. We'll see you again next week.